The following podcast is an 8122 Productions podcast in association with Hashtag 607 Podcast, Next Wave, Alternate Reality Radio. For more information, please go to 8122productions.com. Coming to you from 8122 Production Studios in the heart of the 607, this is Horror Zone 607. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And remember, you can always join the conversation using hashtag HZ607. Welcome to Horror Zone 607, the podcast where we talk all things horror and bring you the week's biggest horror movie news. I'm your host, Mike C., and it is Thanksgiving week. So happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Hope everybody gets out, has some delicious turkey, some stuffing, some mashed potatoes this week. But before we get to any of that, you know that we're going to bring you horror movie news. So it is time to talk horror. With me, as always, in the studio, everybody loves him. He is the most lovable guy in radio. He is the Babe Ruth of figure skating. Everybody say hello to my co-host, Rich. That's right. I got drunk and got on them skates, and I was like, Dominic Coon. Oh, no, she's in the wrong thing. Damn it. I don't even know anything about damn figure skating. Of course, this intro is not working for you, Mike. This one's bad. That's okay. That's okay. I don't know. I I, I hit baseballs. I think of Brian Boitano when I I look at you. (laughs) I hit baseballs while I'm on skates. (laughs) (laughs) That's how you got to do it. Or strike out, either way, either way. Absolutely. You are the king. But speaking of of people who strike out, we got a special guest, Mike. Oh, yes, we we do. You know, you hear us talk about him all the time on the show, but he's never been here. He's here with us in the studio today. He is the podcast world's lovable butterball. He is everybody's favorite fat nerd. He is the most skittish man in radio. He is... Diesel. But wait a minute. He, he won't talk because you have to do it properly. Unfortunately, Mike, he is also known as the man who doesn't need an introduction in podcasting, but has the longest introduction in podcasting. I do this every week, so I, I'm good to, good at it. So we'll go. <clears throat> Excuse me. I wasn't prepared to do this on this show. Hashtag Big Natty Cool. Hashtag Mad Dog Strong Style. A new one for you. Hashtag Challenge Accepted. He is your favorite podcaster's favorite podcaster. He is the man, the myth, and the legend all wrapped up into one. It is Diesel, a.k.a. Derek has joined us. What's up, horror fans? <laughs> and I think the obvious figure skater that you resemble would be the bad boy of male figure skating, Johnny Weir. Ooh, oh, yeah, there we go. I like it. See, a man who knows his figure skating. <laughs> exactly. He may not know his horror. He might be terrified of his own shadow. Now, but he didn't you, uh, I could be wrong, but wasn't it your plan, the whole Tanya Harding thing? I think uh, you were behind that, weren't uh, you? Uh, despite the despite the henchman kind of looks like me in the uh, I Tanya movie. No, it was not me. That would <laughs> that would be Jeff Galuli. Yeah, uh, yeah Derek loves I. Good old Jeff Galuli. Oh, I we should get him on the great. show. Yeah, I wish we could get Jeff Galuli on the on the show. Have you guys seen the trailer for Richard Jewell? Yes, yes, I have the uh, the the guy who played the uh, see it, the guy that looks a lot like me. Remarkably, if he grew a beard out, <laughs> yes, <laughs> looks amazing. Yes, uh, but uh, anyways, uh, it's good to have Derek here, of course, c- coming over from my other show, the Three Fat Nerds Podcast, and, uh, you know, I-, I guess it'd be good to start just as a quick question to introduce him to the audience. We talk about how you're scared of everything, which is true. Am I re- was I lying about any of this? No, uh, you may have been over-exaggerated. I-, I don't know. You're still terrified. And proof of which is we have the, the up on 8122productions.com, we have the photos of you meeting Art the Clown. Can you tell the people how terrified you were of David Howard Thornton as Art the Clown? Mind you, you met him the day before when he was not in, in full get-up. So uh, take us through what you were thinking in your head. We talked about it on the show, but I, I can't do it justice. At one time, I thought he was crying. I, I'm being dead serious. <laughs> I did not cry, but I definitely was shaking and hyperventilating, and not for the star factor, because I've never seen the movie. I I was terrified to say, you know, the movie's namesake. He started walking over, and I was, like, trying to hide behind <laughs> everything so I wouldn't have to, like, be an eye shot of him and then you had to yell out that it was my birthday which it was 
and he ran over and gave me a hug, and I I shook for about five minutes afterwards. And it was a long <laughs> hug, too. It was. And then he leaned his head on his shoulder. It was so good. We all enjoyed it very much. But you got happy we birthday We all did not you. enjoy it. We all around you enjoyed it. And you got you got happy birthday saying to you, too. <sighs> it was a good rendition. Now now all this sets him off. I said I should get the horn. I think the horn might set him <laughs> off. But before we go any further and jump into the horror news, which we always open up with, I just want to let you guys know, if you want to talk about anything we talk about on this episode, or just anything at all, just drop us a line. Go ahead you can do that on facebook horror zone 607 you can do that on twitter at horror zone 607 for our social medias use that hashtag hz607 to talk with us also you can uh, look us up on 8122productions.com where we have our own page on there uh you can check out mike c's reviews of, of a lot of movies he's got a lot of them up there more to come and on top of that you can check out three fat nerds podcast where you can hear myself and derek every week twice a week actually and also you can uh, see what we're up to with events and news and such as well as see our good friends like uh, and our friends of the show uh, faction over there with the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour or Hashtag 607 Podcast Brethren along with our sponsors and last but, not, last but certainly not least if you would like to become our sponsor in a way and support us and get a lot of great extra content which we are also recording today hint hint uh, is uh, we will be uh, you can do that on patreon.com slash 8122 productions go on to patreon there's only two tiers it's one dollar and three dollars all your money does go to help us pay for the expenses and you get some awesome bonus content as along with hearing the shows early once again if you would like to partner with us and support us on patreon it's a, a patreon.com slash 8122 productions now Mike we got some news, right? Yeah, it's time to kick off the news. So uh, this is breaking news. Uh, this, you know, we're recording on Sunday this week with the holiday coming up, and uh, we usually we record on Tuesday nights, and we get a lot of the news. You know, once Monday and Tuesday kicks around, you know, but but no, no, no. There was breaking news about the Friday the Thirteenth lawsuit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so coming uh, directly from Larry Zerner, who we all know and love as Shelley from uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Three, and he is now a uh, uh, an entertainment att- lawyer. An entertainment lawyer. Uh, he is saying that the lawsuit may be resolved by June of 2020. Well, better late than never. Well, there you go. Cheech Marin said it best in Ghostbusters. Yes, he did. Better late than never, right? Uh, I don't know if that's too late for the party. I hope not. Uh, the horror boom is still going strong. I mean, obviously, it's before Halloween Kills comes out, which, I mean, that, that works out well for them because everybody's looking into it, and we're about to talk about some huge horror new movie news, so maybe it'll hold down for him, but I, I don't know. There's a lot of ton of fan films coming out. There's a ton of really cool stuff in the world of Friday the 13th. Hopefully they can match that, and uh, hopefully people still have that vigor for the movie by the time that they get done with this cash grab. Yeah, I am sure they will. I mean, Friday the 13th is arguably the most popular of the slasher series. You know, let's face it. You know, I, Halloween may be my personal favorite, but Friday the 13th, people love that, and they're just clamoring for a new one. Diesel, have you ever watched any of the Friday the 13th movies? I with you actually at Scaricon, uh, we watched the end of uh, Friday Thirteenth Part Two, which is ironic because the wheelchair guy actually went into real estate law. Yeah, yeah, it's true. The guy in the, <laughs> the, 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 the in the iconic wheelchair death scene, he went into real estate law. Did he really? Oh, I yeah, was just not? trying to be a smartass. I know. I was just agreeing oh. with your smartassness. Yeah. Like, you <laughs> act like I knew that off the top of my head. Yeah, I was going to say. Mike, I'm pretty Mike sure that guy that. died of AIDS in 1985. <laughs> that oh. also could be true. Yeah, once again, it, that have, is true. Once again, I should point out allegedly because we're a podcast. Because <laughs> I don't think any of this happened. But, no, the guy uh, really did die of AIDS. He did. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. so allegedly yeah. that it's still allegedly an RIP. Well, there's nothing allegedly about his death. Was he? Never mind. We're not going to go in any deeper than that. We need the lawyer friend yeah uh fred the lawyer has been very busy the uh, 8122 productions lawyer he 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 signed up with fair and fair out of uh you know from aew fam oh it's it's been a long road for him he's been doing a lot of blow lately just to deal with that company (laughs) i just want to throw that out there and that's not an allegedly that's a true statement. Well, if you want to keep up with their drinking, you got to do a little nose candy. Yeah, well, you know, the funny part is I showed him the end of part two, and I kind of walked him through it so that way he wouldn't be scared. Uh, and then, of course, you know, I was like, hey, the pee the pants scene. You know, <laughs> she oh, pees yeah. herself. And then he was like, the most human thing Jason ever does is fall through that chair. It's, it's kind of fun. It was a cool ending. It was cool to have him get to see part two. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I, d- I didn't want to scare one. him. Chose a good one. That's yeah. a fan favorite, that film. Yeah, so yeah, uh, I, I think that's fine. But I, I think a bigger fan favorite for me is your next bit of uh, yeah. So going from one horror movie icon to another, uh, Wes Craven's estate, as we know, uh, just recently uh, got the rights back to the to the Nightmare on Elm Street series. They're already taking pitches for a new Nightmare on Elm Street film. However, it's not just material for a new movie that they're looking for. They also have in mind a series for HBO Max. Really, I'm I'm I. First of all, I gotta say. <clears throat> 
good. Good. It's good that they got everybody back. It's good that they're taking suitors. We know that Robert Anglin has been very vocal that if the right script came across to him, that he would be willing to don uh, the makeup one last time to kind of pass the torch so the franchise could live on. So hopefully that's what they're looking for. Uh, the HBO Max news is kind of interesting, though. Yeah, I don't know that I want to see two different things going at once because then you start going down that that you know that path of uh, child's play and stuff like that. You know, I don't know. I don't know that I'd want to see the series. But I don't know. I, I, I'm I more into I, a movie. I still, I still might be in. I just it depends want to point on what out, it is. Still he, might be in. I wasn't all that keen on the idea of Ash versus Evil Dead either when it was announced. I wanted to see another movie, a sequel to the remake. Uh, and Ash versus Evil Dead is one of my favorite series I've ever watched ever. It was it was hysterical. It was well done. It was amazing. So. You know, uh, no. Like I said, I'm a big fan of the uh, wonderful series. I hope that it can, continues on. I hope we can get some really cool uh, moments. I hope they can really come across a really good script. I, I'm I'm really excited because I think that they they have a lot that they can still do in the world of Freddy Krueger, and I can only hope that this time they will make a direct sequel to Freddy's Dead. Oh. Ah, and that's our show, everybody. Good night. But I got it in there. Yeah, you did. I got it in there. So an interesting thing uh, that also just came out, um, you know, today uh, before we recorded the show, um, Mike Flanagan actually has some ideas, and he's going to make a pitch for the new uh, for the new film. Well, if that if that if that's the case, there it is. There's a there's a big contender. He's a big name in the horror world. He's t- everything he's touching right now is currently turning to gold. I mean, yeah, I the, cannot the, picture Mike Flanagan doing a Nightmare on Elm Street movie, but it's going to be amazing. I, I I think it'll be very well, and it'll be very well recepted. So I can't wait to I can't wait to see it. All right, so moving on, uh, we've got some comic book news, uh, more more uh, specifically some Batman news. As you know, I'm a big Batman fan, and uh, it's more horror than any of the other, you know, superheroes out there, in my opinion. Small uh, thing. Joker 2. You know, we know the Joker made uh, over a billion dollars. It's uh, the highest... Uh, it's highest grossing R-rated film, R-rated film, the, film ever. ever. Yeah, so, uh, so Joker 2 is going to be happening. Um, there's also, as we've also kind of mentioned in the past, uh, other Batman villain origin stories that are going to be in the works as well. Yep, uh, this is something right up Derek's alley. It's yeah, good I, that you're here for this one. Uh, you you like the Joker a lot, or Joker? Sorry, it was just called Joker. Yeah, I, I love Joker for what it was. If the uh, the theories are true, where they change that Joaquin Phoenix didn't actually play Joker, then I'm changing my rating on this movie. But I love this movie. It was an amazing piece. I of still art. have to see this. I really, really want to see it. It's really it's a good movie. It's a, it's very good. I mean, I gave it a little less. I didn't really need Todd Phillips, you know, political stuff in there. But with that being said, it's uh, one of the greatest performances I've ever seen in my life by Joaquin Phoenix. So if you haven't seen it, that's just reason to go see the movie alone. Uh, I'm super excited. He's coming back. Uh, Todd Phillips. I could take it or leave it. Don't really care. Uh, but uh, Joaquin Phoenix coming back makes me excited to see that movie because I will definitely go see it as long as Joaquin Phoenix is going to be playing Arthur Fleck. Hopefully this time as the Joker but uh, that's why I can't always, that's why spoiler alert in a way I mean it's not really a spoiler but he plays the character Arthur Fleck in the movie and he's really not Joker really at all in the movie except yeah. for the last little bit the last act it, yeah but I mean I, I wouldn't even that's why I can never answer the uh, right now there's not enough basis to answer who does the Joker better him or Heath Ledger because there's not this is more of a Arthur Fleck film and he does the personality and the, the of a man going insane very well it's very good so I will say, performance-wise, it's like one of the greatest performances I've ever seen turned in in an acting movie ever. All right, we got more Batman news. Um, one of the more underrated great actors uh, in the world uh, in this generation, in my opinion, is John Turturro. Great actor. Uh, he's been cast to play Carmine Falcone in The Batman. Look at that, Diesel. He's he's hitting home runs. He didn't even know you were coming on to this show today. How are you feeling about John Turturro? I love John Turturro. I cannot wait for the um, Jesus Rolls movie that's coming out soon. The uh, the spirit the spiritual sequel to The Big Lebowski, yep. right? Uh, and I love John Turturro. Like from Miller's Crossing, Barton Fink, all the Coen Brothers movies that he had a part in. Like John Turturro is a phenomenal actor. I cannot wait to see. And this. he's very sneaky. Yeah, <laughs> sneaky, 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 sir. Sneaky, sneaky. Uh, there is a new documentary coming to Shutter on December 16th. This one about the legendary makeup artist, uh, one of the greats, one of the all-time special effects guys, uh, Tom Savini. It's going to be called Smoke and Mirrors, the story of Tom Savini. 
I'm in. I'm all in. I'm a huge Tom Savini fan. I love his work. Uh, he's done some of the most iconic work in the history of movies. I mean, obviously, uh, he did the original uh, Friday the 13th. Speaking of Friday the 13th, he also did uh, Part 4. Uh, part 4, of course, has the great killing at the end. Well, <laughs> well, technically, he does kill him because he comes back as zombie Jason two movies yeah. later. Not, he's not alive. Uh, so, yeah, he does a great job there, of course. Uh, who can forget Creep Show? He came back in his studios, or his his company is the one that did uh, the Creep Show show as well. But he did both Creep Show movies as a special effects. He also, of course, and I know you don't like the movie. He has one of the best. He has one of the best kills ever in uh, Maniac. Oh yeah, the original Maniac. As a matter of fact, he plays the body double for it because he didn't want to. Yeah, he didn't want to make anybody himself. else. Yeah, he didn't want to make uh, somebody else do it because it was a little dangerous, if you yeah, will. That movie was too disturbing for even me. He uh, couldn't do it. But if that, you've that never seen it, me. it's a shotgun blast to the head and yeah. the head explodes. It's amazing. It, as much as that movie, actor. as much as that movie bothered me and made me feel uneasy the whole time, that scene was what finished me off. No, oh, it's it's, just, it's disturbing to watch, yeah. but it's amazing. It's one of those moments. It's like it's like the transformation scene for Rick Baker in uh, America. Werewolf in uh, London, in my opinion, as it's Tom Savini. That's what it is for Tom Savini. If you've never seen it, you should check it out. You can find it on the internet, just a clip alone, if you don't want to watch the whole movie. But it's super good. Yeah, and don't forget Tusk. Tusk as well. He was he was the uh, set designer for Tusk, and also really? also for you wrestling fans, he is the man behind the Fiend. The mask yeah. that the Fiend wears is is done by Tom Savini Studios. So. Good job. I, I I can't wait to see this documentary. I will definitely be watching it. We will definitely be talking about it. Oh, absolutely. I'm a huge Savini fan, and he definitely deserves to have his work sprawled across everywhere. I know that he's reissuing his uh, uh, coffee table book as well here in the near future. I think right in time for the holidays. I would uh, look that up online. So yeah, he's, he's, he deserves it. He's done some amazing work in and out of horror films, mostly horror films. But, of course, he did also uh, Dawn of the Dead, the original Dawn of the yeah. Dead, too. But, I mean, he's done stuff outside of horror as well. He's amazing, and he has also given birth to some of the best special effects uh, artists in the world currently uh, through his school. So, yeah, congratulations. I, I can't wait to see this documentary. Oh, it's going to be great. Uh, so we're going to move on to some Universal Monster news. Uh, James Wan is going to be producing a brand new Frankenstein film. I'm not surprised there. Of course, Blumhouse Productions will be producing this because they have gotten the rights to the Universal uh, production of the Universal Monster movies after the original Dark Universe fell on its face. Uh, so there's no surprise that James Wan is involved because obviously him and Blumhouse go hand in hand because uh, as he was a founding member, technically, of what became Blumhouse Productions. Um, so I, I, I'm looking forward to it. I do believe this is something that James Wan can sink his teeth into. He does like to tell the human story. He does like to uh, spread it out. And Frankenstein is a big story. Yeah. It's not it's not just a monster who's killing. There is a lot of layers to that story. So I feel like James Wan will do a great job of that movie. Uh, we'll see how Blumhouse does in their first take, because obviously we know Invisible Man's up first, and that looks really good. It looks like they are capturing the... Oh, I said it before. It's not exact essence. I said it last week. Right. But they are capturing an essence of that film. So I feel that Frankenstein's in good hands. You know, here's what I'm, I'm going to think... My mind is going to directly with this. So we've seen so many modern takes on Frankenstein over the last how many decades what if and just what if they take this thing back to the 30s they make it they do it in black and white they make it like the original do something like that it's going to be a much better movie than anything they're going to try to put a modern spin on well, maybe i don't know it's going to be up with dewan i could i think he could do either because i think he might be able to tell a, a contemporary story of frankenstein well as well diesel you got something to add do you think we're going to get an eventual monster squad remake I would love that, and I'm sure if Blumhouse has their way, they would. Yeah, I'm being, being serious. They, they, their Blumhouse wants to like remake everything, and so far, so good. I mean, they haven't had too many hiccups as far as their remakes. Right. I will give them that. I mean, and even their originals are pretty damn good. I mean, I think that they've only had one that I was kind of questioning. Right. And outside of that, it's been great. I mean, even even Happy Death Day uh, to You was. Um, was good. It was I, a I enjoyed it. It was, it was a great was, movie. It was a great movie. It was hilarious. It was more of a comedy than it was. It was more of a dark satire film than it was a horror movie. But it was still. It was good for what it was. Oh and yeah, I definitely appreciate. I always said that it's movie. a good companion piece to the first one. Absolutely. So. I think they went more of the comedy route, but that's fine with me. I enjoyed it uh, quite a bit more. I think more people should have seen it. Yeah, Jessica Roth deserves some some. Uh, she she needs to be. Hmm. out there at this point after so, those two films she was great in those movies I was going to say Blumhouse has been killing it so I, I feel like they're, it's in capable hands and I agree I, I would love to see a Monster Squad movie and I, I'm assuming if anybody's going to bring it to us Blumhouse part of me actually really wanted to see uh, Happy Death Day but that, that mask just creeped me out I think way too much I think you'd enjoy it it's you, really funny I think it's you'd not be scary. with it it's more of a comedy yeah it looks yeah. like Groundhog Day but just kind yeah. of weirder it the is. second <laughs> one is all comedy the, the, the killer is kind of back but it's more of a, it's more like Back to the Future 
uh, and I don't want to give anything away without yeah. you seeing it. You have to see it, and I don't want to. I don't want to spoil any of that the, for you. The first one is more of a slasher movie, but it does. It's it's a comedy. The the sequel is Groundhog's Day meets Back to the Future. Yeah, and it's more of a a straight comedy. Um, the first one is still very funny, and it is a dark comedy. There is some horror in it. But it's not that bad. I think you make it through because the comedy will take yeah. you there. Like yeah. you, maybe the first time, the first and second time she gets killed, you're, you're you'd be with it. But even after that, she more starts to become it becomes blase. Comical. She becomes blase about it. even when yeah. the killer shows up. She's just like, not again. Yeah, yeah. sort and of like Edge of Tomorrow with mm-hmm. uh, Tom Cruise. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it becomes more of that, but it's really good. And then the 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 twist at the end when you yeah. find out who the killer is and why they're killing, you're like, oh shit, that's really cool. And then the same thing, even the second one, I, I don't like to reveal as much. Right. But it was still it was. It, the, actually, technically, if the second one would have been the killer in the first one, it would have made more sense, in yeah. my opinion. That's the only that I, I, that's the only thing that the red herring, and they kind of fixed it. But the second one, straight comedy, is yeah, hilarious. Yeah, that's creepy. A little bit, a little, <laughs> a bit. little bit, but it's not that bad. Uh, another Universal news: Dracula's henchman Renfield getting his own movie. Everybody's getting their own movie. It's like Oprah Winfrey out here. You get a movie, and you get a movie, and you get a movie. You know, she loves bread. I, I, I love is. bread too. I love bread as well. But still, I mean, how how is it? Is there ever a time when we're going to stop giving movies? I don't think so. Uh, this one's going to be directed by Dexter Fletcher. Who, if anybody doesn't know who that is, uh, he most recently directed the Elton John biopic Rocket Man. So kind of interesting to hear that he's going to be involved in a uh, in a Renfield movie. So at least it's something different. They haven't done that before, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, that's so. true. Uh, sad news to pass along this week. Uh, House of a Thousand Corpses and Sleepaway Camp 3 actor Michael J. Pollard passed away at the age of 80. Uh, you know, Fun sad, little actor. Sad little times. He was in a lot of movies. He won an Academy Award or was nominated for an Academy uh, I Award. I think he was nominated. I'm not sure if he... I don't know if he won it or not. There was something in there and I forgot to, to write it down for the notes here. But, but yeah, he's, he's at least nominated for an Academy Award and a Golden Globe. So this is a guy that has a good resume. And, Absolutely. Uh, sad to see that he's passed away. Um, Blair Witch, there was a video game that came out. We were all excited about this a few months ago, and uh, it turned out that it was not coming to the PS4, so I kind of forgot about it. Well, they just announced that it's going to be coming to the PS4 December 3rd. Well, I'm not uh, surprised at that. Uh, obviously, you want to go across the whole platforms. They're getting it a little bit out after Black Friday. Uh, I think it's also because I it's gotten mixed reviews on the platforms yeah. it's been released on. Uh, some people are really love it. Some people are like, it's, there's not enough. And so I think they're just trying to double down and make some of that money back. Well, I really think so. Maybe a couple of years from now, it'll be on the PlayStation uh, Plus. You know, maybe get to do it for free. I don't know that I'd want to pay 65 bucks for the game, but it looked like it was pretty cool. It looks spooky. Yeah, I'm not I'm not paying $65 for that game. No, I wouldn't either. That's uh, what I'm saying. Hopefully, it'll be on the PlayStation I, I Plus. Once, I, once, I once paid $40 for Friday the 13th to uh to yeah, support yeah. it and i believe it or not i'm not i'm a fan of the game though i'm actually i like the game it does the things that i wish uh dead by daylight did yeah i just wish I there wish was a the, story mode right the story mode was in the works and then the lawsuit happened if you think about yeah. it yeah that game was really a tragedy of that lawsuit there was more coming to us they were they were adding you know uber jason they were adding a jason x uh map and they were adding a yeah, story mode. Was gonna be there. Yeah, they added. They, they were adding a story mode, and then all of that had to go away because they're not allowed to add anything new. Uh, they can't even change a rock in the game yeah. because they were like, if you do, it violates this lawsuit. So the lawsuit really, really hurt there. They have done some technical stuff. I don't know if you played in a little while. They have fixed some of the technical stuff, and it's yeah. playing a lot better. Yeah, they can do updates because for that they can do updates stuff. for that. But the game kind of it sucked that the game was dead in the water because of this lawsuit. Yeah, and I think they really they put it out at the wrong time because they were actually actively fixing the bugs and fixing the things that were wrong with it and they were going to add more stuff and then lawsuit and we're done you know right. what I mean? the closest thing that there was to a single player mode um was they had a thing called the virtual cabin it was like a puzzle well no you can you, can you can not play cool. you can now play against bots i don't know if you played in a while you can yeah play i knew that bots, too and you can play these little like scenarios single, you can work out but yeah um i mean it's it's not really a story mode but it was like a puzzle mode yeah yeah, yeah. I, I enjoyed that part of it but playing against other people in the world i, I didn't want to do that i had no appeal to me whatsoever the other the other problem is like i said it does things for me that dead by daylight doesn't like i wish that uh, dead by daylight did the killer in third person because I don't like doing first person. Yeah. I like I love the fact that in Friday the Thirteenth you're third person. You can actually see the kills right. like right up. You can see your character. You get to do some really cool, fun graphics. And in Dead by Daylight, they have some cool stuff that happens, but you don't get to see it as a killer because you're in first person. Right. You don't get to see yourself as Michael Myers or Freddy Krueger walking around. And they have all these people in the game, and you're like, man, I would like to see myself walking around as them. And you don't get to see that. Whereas in uh, Friday the Thirteenth, you get to see yourself yeah. as Jason and the different Jasons that you can pick. I know a lot of people love Dead by Daylight. 
Daylight. I played that game for a total of about 10 minutes, and I deleted it. It was when it was free on PlayStation Plus. It hurts my eyes. It was terrible graphics. It it kept freezing up, and it was jittery, and it was horrible. It was a horrible, horrible game. When I play as the killer, it it hurts my eyes. I'm being serious. Yeah. And watching people play, because I watch my son play sometimes, and I'm just like, it makes me motion sick. Between the two, Friday the 13th is the superior game. And it it looks better. I wish they would have actually done Dead by Daylight in that form of Friday the 13th. Yeah. It would have been a better game. If they ever do a sequel to Dead by Daylight, that might be the idea. Yeah. Just throwing it out there. Yeah. Uh, Final piece of news we got for you this week. Uh, Apple TV Plus has already renewed Servant for a second season. There you go. So I don't have Apple Plus, so I don't know that I'll ever get to see it. But it got really, really great reviews. Uh, A lot of places gave it like a 9 out of 10. So uh, it looks, looks pretty creepy. It looks cool. Yeah, so, I, I, it looks cool. More. I haven't seen it. I also don't have Apple Plus. Uh, there's just too much streaming going on. And right now, Disney Plus is like dominating my uh, television. And also in the near future, HBO Max will be dominating my television. So I think that those are going to be the two big winners in my book. Diesel, I know you're not talking about the horror ones, but I, I know that Disney Plus and uh, HBO Max are hard to beat these days. Are they not? Yeah, HBO Max is going to be, uh, I think if they're swinging for the fences, they're going to be up there. I think they're going to overtake Netflix as soon as they come out. It's going to be Disney Plus, HBO Max, and then Netflix. Netflix will be in third place. And I, I don't count Hulu in there because Hulu is just an extension of Disney Plus. Yeah. It is really, I, I feel like as it goes on and they, they start nailing things down, and I, you can already see them going in this direction, Hulu is really becoming the uh, 20th Century Fox rated R P, hard PG-13 yeah. version of Disney. Yeah. And uh, you're going to see more and more of that. They've got uh, plenty of animated shows for Marvel set up for there and some other Marvel shows set up coming to Hulu. And Hulu TV is, uh, a lot of people are using the Hulu Live TV feature as well. So Disney's making the money across the board. But, you know, nothing against Apple Plus. I wish that was on somewhere where I could watch it other than Apple Plus because I, I, just, I just don't have time to pay for that. I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah. Not to mention Apple TV is expensive. Yep. Yep. As you know, as a, we're Apple users. I mean, I yeah. have Apple fucking everything. That's why I don't I'm have wearing, it. I'm wearing Apple boxers right now. Oh. Just throwing that out there. Take a bite out of them. Exactly. Oh. I think there might be a bite out of them. Just saying. I'm rocking these Apple bottom jeans. With the boots with the fur? Oh. Uh, I can't even do it. Yeah, <laughs> right, I know. And uh, that, uh, that, I think that is going to have to bring us <laughs> to the end of the segment after that. I don't know what I could follow with that. So, I was going to uh, say, we're going to have to take a break. Yeah. When, when we come back on this special holiday Thanksgiving edition of Horror Zone 607, I've uh, put together, I, I promised it on the last show, Mike, so it's not a surprise, but I put together some uh, horror movies in the Thanksgiving genre that we're going to sink our teeth into as we get ready to enjoy this feast that is upon us here in the United States that is known as Thanksgiving. So with that, we'll be right back with Talking Horror. You're listening to Horror Zone 607. Hey, it's Courtney Gaines, Malachi from Children of the Core, and you're listening to the Horror Zone 607. kicking off this talking horror all about thanksgiving that clip is from the legendary movie called thanks killing by the way just throwing that out there because we are going to be talking about all things thanksgiving horror diesel it's fair to say as a one member of the three fat nerds that you love you some thanksgiving right sir oh i love me some thanksgiving i you like, love getting stuffed on stuffing yeah you got the stuffing you got the turkey you got the cranberry sauce uh, we don't play with the cranberry sauce that stuff's you don't you don't you don't like cranberry oh, sauce God. you don't even the canned stuff me and mike admitted that we like the canned stuff oh no it's oh, disgusting yeah. i don't i don't like regular cranberry sauce but if it's hat rings and it's been in a can i'm in Ugh. anyways so you, you have I'm all these s- great things i'm scared by gelatin products oh really <laughs> yeah kind of i'm kind of, i don't Trust them. No. So there's another fear of diesel. 
diesels. Yeah. Uh, Diesel, do you do you dabble in the yams? Oh yes, I do. Love me some yams. The yams. How about the mashed taters? Oh, obviously. Okay. All right. So so there's there's a lot to do. Now, would you be surprised? We we've been talking about this on Three Fat Nerds lately. There's only really two Thanksgiving movies, right? Right. Yeah. And those two movies are. Planes, trains, and automobiles, and son-in-law. Exactly. Would you would you be shocked to find out that there is many Thanksgiving movies in the horror genre? I can't think of one. <laughs> oh man, I came up with a list, and I've seen I haven't seen all of these, and we're gonna start off with some pretty bad ones. I mean, I played a clip from one of them, and that of course is Thanks Killing from two thousand eight. It is a turkey who kills, and then they had a sequel, but it didn't want to be Thanks Killing three. No, no two. No, it's Thanks Killing three, and Thanks Killing three takes place years later, and the reason why is the turkey has to come back for revenge because they didn't make a sequel. Ah, how meta is that? And if you have not seen this uh, movie, uh, don't worry. Go ahead and watch it because if you're a Patreon, if you're if you're a patron on Patreon, we will be uh, reviewing that. It will be coming out next month, unfortunately, because we don't we, he, he hadn't gotten the videos in time. But uh, Luke has picked up Thanks Killing and Thanks Killing 3 in all their Blu-ray quality. And myself and Mike C and maybe even Diesel because we've we've extended him the invite. We'll be watching for the patron for patrons on Patreon. We'll be watching Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving three and talking all about them because those movies deserve to be talked about in their entirety. Just based on the what you said about it, though, I'm I'm more shocked that it was made in 2008. This sounds like something straight out of the 70s. Oh, it's 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 so bad. It's so bad. <sighs> and I don't know if it's even good, but it's so bad. Here, here, listen to some more. Oh wait. I lied. Shut the fuck up, you stupid bitch. He's jerking it. I'm going to drink your blood like cranberry sauce, Mimi. Wait, wait, wait. Is that the turkey? Yes, that is the turkey. Yeah, that must be. Um, <laughs> it sounds like, like it's a that's classic. That's the turkey. It's a classic. It's an instant classic. It's an internet classic. Oh. But that's not the only one. Uh, there's There's been other movies that, mind you, some of them I do not know anything about. i got to be honest with you. I don't know anything about them because I've never seen them. Uh, also in 2008, 2008 was big for Thanksgiving movies. Uh, by the way, uh, Thanksgiving 3 came out in 2012. Uh, 2008 also had home movie. Uh, it was an independent flick. Uh, it says handsome pastor David Poe uh, and his psychologist wife Claire have just relocated to upstate New York with their young children, twins Jack and Emily. When Halloween inspires bizarre behavior in the twins, the Poes begin documenting their struggle to regain control over the uh, children as the I- idyllic family life is torn apart by sociopathic and increasing, increasingly violent behavior, and it does crescendo on Thanksgiving. It starts on... Uh, it starts on... Uh, Halloween and goes through Thanksgiving. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, interesting. Of course, uh, not to be outdone, two years before Thanksgiving, we got Poultrygeist, Night of the uh, <laughs> night of the, the Chicken Dead. Yeah, you're, you're kidding me, right? No, I, no. I wish I wasn't joking. By the way, it's got 65% of Rotten Tomatoes, 6.1 out of 10 on IMDb. I heard that movie's absolutely disgusting. Uh, some fast food workers discover the restaurant they work in is built on an ancient burial ground, and the chickens they cook are trying to kill them. Yeah. Like, yeah, anybody that eats the chicken, I believe, becomes possessed and yeah, know, yeah. Or, or dies. I have never seen that. this. We will have to watch this. will be have to go on the list for uh movies Luke watches and reviews. Yeah. Uh for sure. I, I don't I, think he's seen Poultry Guys yet. I don't think he has either. Diesel, would you be down to watch Poultry Guys? It sounds like a mix between Pet Cemetery and Waiting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> kind of. I haven't seen it, so I can't tell you, but but yeah, that was the synopsis. Pretty much. If, if we get that one nasty mean waitress, I mean that would be perfect. Oh yeah. She was great. Yeah. Kitty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh to go back and tell you that this has been a long-standing tradition of Thanksgiving horror movies. In 1971, Blood Freak was uh, was put out. Blood Freak is uh, is good at a 3.7 out of 10 on IMDb. There is no Rotten Tomato score. Uh, synopsis of this movie, which I've never seen, by the way. Just back from Vietnam, Herschel is at a loose ends until one day he stops to help beautiful Bible-quoting Angel fix her car. She takes him home where her... Scrape Grace sister Anne immediately piles him with drugs in order to seduce him. Instantly addicted, he needs money for his habit and takes a job at a turkey farm where he's instructed to eat some experimental lab-grown turkeys. He does and undergoes a hideous transformation, becoming a turkey himself. By the way, oh, that is that is the uh, that is Blood Freak until, from 1971. Until the last line of that, it sounded like it could be a romantic comedy. Absolutely, you're you're <laughs> not wrong. You're not wrong. And I just gave you the oldest one on here. We have the newest one on here, which would be The Oath. 
The Oath is uh, listed as a black comedy. Uh, it's 63% on Rotten Tomatoes, 5.3 out of 10 on IMDb. Uh, and it's uh, when Chris, a high-strung news junkie, and his more level-headed wife learn that citizens are being asked to sign a loyalty oath to the president, the reaction is disbelief. As the Thanksgiving deadline to sign approaches, the combination of sp uh, sparring relatives, Chris's own agitation, and the unexpected arrival of two government agents sends an already tense holiday gathering completely off the rails. They're not just carving turkeys, folks. That came out in 2018. Yeah, that sounds like a presidential piece right there. I, I think that's something. I think so far, the, the theme for Thanksgiving ones is definitely humor. Yeah. Definitely humor. And I think all of these you could watch. The mm -hmm. last one I'm about to list is probably the best one on the list. It is probably, it is one I have seen. And it's actually a decent movie. It's not, I'm not going to say it's great, but it's a decent movie. It is a 1980s slasher flick. Mike, have you ever seen the movie called Blood Rage? I have not. Wow, I'm surprised. This is I actually have heard really of it, good, but I've never seen it. We will have to watch this, and, and it's not the greatest. It's got a 5.8 out of 10 on uh, IMDb, and 93% like it on Google. Uh, that you can't live and die by those numbers, but it's it's pretty well received. Yeah, right. so six um, out of the seven enjoyed it. So, and I, I'm I'm going to speak about <laughs> I'm going to speak about this and kind of try to sell this to you guys because I think it's, this is actually probably the best one on the list. This is the synopsis that they write here on uh, on Google when Terry's twin Todd escapes from the asylum. It's time for Terry to get out the old machete. So you in the beginning of this movie. Uh, it starts off by the reason why uh, the one twin is in the mental institute is because he butchers some people on a lover's lane as a child, uh, uh, early teen. I think he was like, I can't remember the exact age. It's been a while. I want to say between 10 and 13 somewhere. So he butchers some people on a lover's lane while he's there with his twin brother. His parents un unsuspectedly are parking, making Nookie in the front seat. Don't get into that part, by the way. It's kind of creepy. <laughs> and they sneak out and they he butchers some people. So they lock him up in an insane asylum. Well, the twins, the twins grow up. The one's in an asylum. The one is now, and he's got friends and everybody's doing stuff. Well, the one escapes from the asylum. And now everybody's on high alert because he slaughtered people before. Well, as he escapes, killing starts to happen. And the killings are all over the place. And there's it's actually got some pretty good bloody, uh, horrible kills for a slasher film. You'd love it, Mike. Uh, believe it or not, it's one of those true-to-slasher art form films. It does take place on Thanksgiving because he escapes on Thanksgiving. The mother has always thought the son was innocent. And he may have been innocent. Can I guess the plot twist? Go ahead, guess, and I'll tell you if you're right or not. They locked up the wrong twin. That's exactly what it is, too. Good, ah, good guess. One of those. So the, but they, they, by the way, they, they, they show you right away because they show you the one kills him, and then they show you that he passes over the machete and shit to the other one, and that one gets locked up. So you know right away that uh, the killer is is the other brother. Jeez. So the other brother has escaped. People are scared of him. And his brother now commences in killing people to frame his brother some more, and yeah, it's it's an interesting uh, dichotomy. It actually is, but it's a, even though the plot's easy to guess, it's actually a really good movie. Can I guess the other plot twist? Go ahead. They were up in the front seat because Mama I need to show them what the stick shift was really for. No, they were in the back. They were in the back. Uh, they were in the back. They were they were they were decent parents. They were distracting them in the back. I don't know why you would park on a lover's lane with your kids. They don't dive too far into that. It does have like that Halloween uh, sense at the end, though, like the original Halloween. You know, like he's standing there because, of course, the one brother is adult and he's standing there with a knife and stuff, and his mother's like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, that is actually the best one on the list. Yeah. I have I have seen that one, and uh, I I actually actually enjoy that one. It is a really because I like as you know I love slasher films. It is kind of cheesy in the '80s slasher way of being cheesy, but it's actually got some really cool kills in it. Uh, it's got some really creative kills in it as well. There's some dull ones, but there's some really creative ones as well. And the storyline, even though yes, the plot is easy to figure out, they kind of give it to you right up front, anyways. The storyline is actually really good. Like it, like it takes you through. There is a lot of suspense. You're wondering if the brother is going to save the day. You're wondering if the other brother is going to kill everybody. You know, it's 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 there's a good amount of stuff. And of course, you know that people are being led to the slaughter, and you know that they are being led to the slaughter by the conniving brother who's the psychopath. And it's so you're in an interesting. It's an interesting dichotomy to a film. Usually, you're trying to you figure out the uh, killer's motivations. This one you're not. He's just he's a psychopath. Yeah, and they explain it right on. He's a psychopath. He's a sociopath. It's bad. See, I keep hoping that Eli Roth is going to finally develop Thanksgiving. 
Oh yes, uh, that is a movie that I like to see. We're talking. Let's might as well talk about the trailer. Thanksgiving was a trailer during uh, Grindhouse. Grindhouse, yeah. And we've seen the other trailer come to life because that was Machete. Yeah. Machete's come to life, and it also had a sequel. There was rumor that this was going to be made at one point, and it kind of you know kind of simmered down again. But that is the greatest trailer I've ever seen in my entire life for a movie that was fake. Yeah, white meat, dark meat. All be carved. By the way, the best part about that is that at uh, Halloween Horror Nights, they did a uh, section of their uh, holiday room that'd be basically the Thanksgiving movie. Yeah. It's oh, good stuff. Have you ever seen the, the trailer no. for Thanksgiving? Oh, oh. When we're off here, we'll have to play you that because that is probably the most hysterical thing you'll ever see. It's great. Did the, you ever see Grindhouse? No. Uh, the Robert Rodriguez, yeah, no. uh, Quentin Tarantino double yeah, feature? Yeah, I didn't see that or uh, Planet Terror. The, 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 well, the two Death ones are Planet Terror and Death Ratio. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's really good. The, the The trailer they did a couple uh, faux trailers in between. One was uh, Machete, of course. You've you know Machete has been made, and then the other was Thanksgiving, and it's actually really cool. I wish they would make the movie. And Eli Roth is the is the fictional director of said movie, so it'd be nice if he would do it. Uh, yeah, uh, that's it for the, the the horror in Thanksgiving. I mean. I, I'm impressed that there's more horror movies in Thanksgiving than there is regular Thanksgiving movies. You would right. think there'd be more, though, because like Thanksgiving's the time for families to come together and bring out the skeletons in the closet. Sort of, you know, you would think there'd be a actual like Thanksgiving mm, movie called Thanksgiving. Not, not even Thanksgiving, but you know, just something based around that. Because like I know Christmas has you know a bunch of movies. You got Krampus, you got uh, Black Christmas, and stuff like that. You would think you know families coming together and exposing their own skeletons in the closet would be, make for a good horror movie, or you know, sometimes just sitting with your family is a horror movie. Well, I mean, there is more in the non too that are considered. Some of them I don't consider, but then again, you know, it's this is a world where Thanksgiving, well, like Christmas movies. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. I will argue that Die Hard's a Christmas movie, but it's still like it's a Christmas adjacent movie. Like Christmas only is up as a smaller part of the plot of the movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's still, you know, I would consider it. And uh, going through, there is some that way. Uh, for some reason, on the list here on uh, Google, they consider a Miracle on 34th Street a uh, Thanksgiving movie. I just want to throw that out to you. Really? Yeah, I don't know how. Uh, I'm assuming the parade, because that's the only part that takes place on Thanksgiving, but they do consider that a Thanksgiving movie. Paul Blart Mall Cop is considered a Thanksgiving movie. You've Got Mail is considered a Thanksgiving movie. The Adams Family Values is I was just going to say that. Dude, the turkey... Come on, Fester being in the turkey was pretty epic. That was kind of fun. Or Pugsley, Pugsley, not Pugsley, yes. Uh, Dutch is considered a Thanksgiving movie. No, that was a Christmas movie. I know, I agree, but they they have it listed as a Thanksgiving movie. That was a Christmas movie. Funny People is considered a Thanksgiving movie. Uh, you know, of course, we mentioned they're only... By the way, on their list, No Son-in-Law. But Son-in-Law is a definite Thanksgiving movie. But Planes, Trains, and Automobiles is there. Free Birds is also on there. So, so and then some hallmarks is on Thanksgiving. The whole plot is I'm going back home for Thanksgiving. I know, oh. but meanwhile, meanwhile, Miracle on 34th Street's on here. That's a Christmas movie. Paul Shore ain't got no loving. He ain't getting no love. But yeah. everyone this year, when you're doing your what you're thankful for. Be thankful for Polly Shore. Yes, Polly Shore. He's amazing. So, uh, with that being said, though, that is it. You know, did get a little bonus there for nerdy coverage of other movies, but uh, definitely horror movies. If you're going to check out any of them that we did, uh, Blood Rage is the one. That is All definitely right. a worthwhile checkout for a Thanksgiving movie. If you want to have a lot of fun, uh, Thanks Killing and Thanks Killing 3, of course, we are going to cover those on Patreon yes, we are. as a Patreon review. So uh, and that'll be coming up probably in the beginning of December sometime whenever uh, Luke gets the uh, Blu-rays because he did order them on Blu-ray for this they specific person. They got by now, yeah. I'm being, I'm being serious. He didn't he didn't just like order them on like we could streaming them. He ordered Blu-ray copy of, of Thanks Killing and Thanks Killing 3 so we can watch in the best definition of all. I still think that for dessert, we should probably watch uh, Ginger Dead Man three Saturday Night Cleaver after we're done because I <laughs> have do, that and do a and do a and do a triple yes. do a triple threat and do a, do a review where we go through all three movies real quick. I, I think that'd be good. I, I think, think I think we need to bring that's Derek how you along. do a, a Friendsgiving right D- there. Diesel, Diesel, you need to come along <laughs> for this because then we could tie in Christmas into it. Oh, absolutely. Well, if you're doing it as a Friendsgiving and there's going to be food involved, you know yes. Be oh no, <laughs> trust me, there will be there will be there will be food involved. We'll make sure we, you know what, we'll make sure we have a little spread, little 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 food for everybody. I'll make some like pasta salad, maybe. Maybe. Ooh. Well, no, we could do some we could do some speedies or something as well, because you know that's local here to the Binghamton area. We'll have a good time, uh, and of course, for a little after, we can all settle down with a cup of hot cider. Uh, he makes a good cup of hot cider. Yeah, I can you know, tell you. I I, I I can tell you the trick. So you, you take the cider, you open the top, you pour it in a glass, 
and then you put it in the microwave for two and a half minutes. <laughs> Listen, he didn't have to give the secret. The best. But honestly, that's, it, it that's was my secret recipe. By the way, it was very tasty. He made me some hot cider the last time I was over when we were watching the the Furies, and also uh, we watched Phantasm that night too. Yes, I can tell you that I preferred one movie over the other, but I don't. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tell you which one. Uh, it might have been the one that we watched on Shutter. Oh, wait a minute, they were both on Shutter. Yes. Anyways, it was one uh, or the other. It was one or the other. But you heard us do a review of the Furies, so if you if you've listened to the archive, you probably know. Uh, by the way, the Furies, you should watch it. And oh, absolutely! I did get to do a panel with the director of Phantasm and the stars and yeah, Bubba Hotep. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> I I I gotta say this. Uh, I'm gonna put, actually. You know what? We'll, we'll just put it out there. I loved all those people. They're all yeah. wonderful people. Gigi Bannister is one of the greatest women I've ever met. She's she's phenomenal. Uh, everybody. Don Coscarelli was amazing. I love these people. They're great people. I'm just not in the camp. I'm not. I don't like Phantasm. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of it yeah. either. Like I can't, I couldn't discern what it, it just not discerning what reality and dream or whatever is is weird to me. And once again, and it's not a knock on it. If you love Phantasm, I get it because believe it or not, the 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 shooting of the movie was very well. Oh yeah, very cool. I just could not keep up with it. I could not keep track of it. And for me, it's not my kind of it's not my cup of tea. I'm not big into those like psychological kind of things where I don't know what's going on yeah. and I can't follow the plot easily. You you hear that, Todd Phillips? Don't mess with the Joker. Yes, pretty much. Pretty much. If you turn it into something like Phantasm, I got to be out. I got to be out. But once again, they were fucking amazing yeah. people. I cannot put them over enough. Makes me feel bad that I'm not a f- bigger fan of the of the franchise. But once again, I don't think it's bad. It's shot very well. Uh, there's some really cool scenes. I, there's iconic scenes. I love the stuff with the ball. Uh, but once again, it just wasn't. The movie's not for me. I can yeah. see why. But I can see why other people like it. I just, I don't. I can't dive in as deep on that one. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm cinematically I, it has that look like all those movies in the uh-huh. late '70s and early '80s. So it looks the part. It looks amazing. I just the story to me was a little all over the place. Yeah. And just not my cup of tea. But once again, you got to remember, respect it. I respect it as well. And and I like I said, I love everybody involved and they're beautiful people. But uh, I I will say, think about my my preference in horror movies. You guys know, but listening to the show, I'm a big slasher guy. So I love the easy peasy lemon squeezy uh, killing motherfuckers is my thing. Yep, same you know? And uh, at the end of the day, uh, I do like storyline, and some of my favorites have the plot twists, and I love a good ending, and I'm a sucker for it. But you know, but at the end of the day, I love that body count and bloodshed. Whoa, Diesel does not like either. Although body count, I also like Ice T's band body count too. Yes, just saying, just throwing it out there. No lives matter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> let them let them tell you. Speak the truth, T. So, with that being said, I, I think that brings us to the end of uh, Talking Horror. Got a little extra, got a little uh, nerdy there. Uh, but if you would like to talk to us about anything, are you a Phantasm fan? Would you like to tell me what I'm missing and why that movie is amazing to you? Would you like to talk about any of the movies we talk about? About things? Are you excited that we're going to be talking about things killing or anything else? You want to talk about any of the new segment? I gave it to you in the beginning, but i got to give it to you again. We are on Facebook. Horror Zone 607. Uh, of course, like that page, share that page, help us out, help us uh, grow as a podcast. Of course, we are also on Twitter at Horror Zone 607. Follow us there as well. Uh, we, we post some stuff. You can get all the latest information. Mike does a good job of posting some news articles up so you get a little uh, taste of what we're probably going to be talking about on the show. Uh, so go there, of course, to join the conversation. Hashtag HZ607. It's always a good time. Uh, of course, you can find us on 8122productions.com. You can stream and download our shows from there. You can check out our page and uh, everything goes along with it. You can see the reviews. If you want to see more of what Diesel and myself are up to on the Three Fat Nerds side of that, we have the Three Fat Nerds thing. Of course, all of our shows for Three Fat Nerds and Horizon are on 8122productions.com. You can stream and download from them. Uh, also, you can find out news and events. Of course, you know we're involved in uh, Sci-Fi Horror Fest. We'll be back next year on the 23rd and 24th in Oneonta, New York. I know that's a long way away of October. But we've got some news coming up. But in the beginning of the year, we're going to start announcing uh, some celebrities that will be there. So that'll be cool. So that information is up on the website as well. Of course, we'll also be involved. 8122 Productions is involved heavily in BroomCon coming up May uh, 2nd and 3rd at SUNY Broom right here in Binghamton in our backyard. Uh, For all ticket information or if you would like to be a sponsor or a vendor, go to BroomCon.com. Check that out as well. But you can find that information also on... uh, 8122productions.com. It'll send you right in the direction you need to go. Also, friends of the show, once again, giving a shout-out to the ODPH, the Ultra Dura Parlay Hour, our hashtag 607 podcast brethren. They are up there. You can just get, click to get access to their show, which is always great. And, of course, our uh, the bands that uh, you hear on the show uh, occasionally, you hear the musings of our friends, shout-out to the Robots, Floodland, slash uh, Crimson Brethren, and also uh, the Phosphine, so check all that out. And, of course, sponsors, 
Dragon Master Games, who provides our studio and uh, Rex to Rod's auto detailing here locally to help us bring this show to you free of charge every week. But that also brings me into, we still have uh, uh, bills. You know, it's it's expensive running a studio and everything else. And if I shared it all with you, you know, you'd be whatever. And we, we, don't, we don't need a handout, but if you guys would like to support us, we are on Patreon as well. Uh, and uh, there's two different levels, well, $1 and $3. We're keeping it cheap. We don't want to break the bank, but you're getting a lot of bonus episodes. Uh, today, we are recording this early. We heard Mike talk about it earlier on a Sunday uh, because uh, we have Thanksgiving coming up and we didn't, you know, we're going out of town with families and such. So recording on Tuesday was not really going to be an option. So therefore, we did it early so you could get a show. So you'd have this uh, there so you could listen to it this week. Uh, But we're also going to be recording right after this. A little peek behind the curtain. We're going to be recording the first episode of Love is Scary with Spooky Mike and Dr. Derek. I'm not, I I might chime in a little bit because uh, I need the, I need a certain story told on this episode. But uh, outside of that, I'm not going to really chime in. It's going to be their beast. It's kind of like Love Line with a twist. Uh, so you got to check that out only on Patreon. That's a Patreon exclusive. We'll be doing a review here in the near future, probably coming out this week, hopefully, for Son-in-Law, uh, for the Three Fat Nerds side of things. Uh, if the, the Thanksgiving Classic, of course, we already promised next month we will be doing Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving 3 and maybe the Ginger Be- Dead Man 3 uh, as a triple feature. We'll be watching at Mike C's, enjoying some food and hot cider because uh, it is the season, if you will. Yeah, absolutely. And so there's there's all that and so much more. And for all that, patreon.com slash 8122productions. Of course, you also get the shows early as well and uh three fat nerd side of thing you get them uncut unedited and uncooked you get to hear the stuff that is too hot for the actual uh thing and trust me it's epic if you want to hear something last week was a reason to pitch patreon because diesel had a pitch for a marvel slash star wars crossover extravaganza and trust me it should not be missed uh diesel it was very good but that could not be played on regular air because yeah yeah. We don't want to get banned from anywhere. Well, we want to get banned, but we don't want to give it to you guys for free. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, there you get some extra stuff. And once again, there's no break. And of course, if you sign up before December 3rd, you get a free sticker no matter which level you join. So there's that as well. So that's all my announcements, Mike. They're getting shorter and shorter, thankfully. Yeah. All right. Well, we want to thank you guys, the listeners, once again for tuning in. I hope everybody has a very safe and happy Thanksgiving and kicks off their holiday season the right way. Uh, I want to thank our special guest, Diesel. Thanks for coming on the show for the first time, buddy. Well, speaking about coming on, then wait till you see you love <laughs> <the> spooky. <laughs> and Rich, as always, thanks for all your hard work and everything you do. We will be back next week. It, you know, we had a we had a hangover, a Halloween hangover episode. I think it's time for a Thanksgiving hangover episode as well. I might have a legit Thanksgiving hangover because I mean that's a lot of turkey bread. It's a lot of turkey, a lot of a lot of uh, adult beverages. A lot of a lot it's going to be a good a lot of tryptophan. Yes, I'm a lot of napping. Napping my ass off. I'm going to eat that pumpkin pie. I'm going to eat that apple pie. Diesel's going to eat that poontang pie. Oh, wait a minute. That was for the next show. Yes. Oh, sorry. Sorry, guys. A little peek behind the curtain. That's the Rock's favorite pie. Yes, it is definitely the Rock's favorite pie. Mike, just stay away from the strudel. I'm going to stay away from the people's strudel. I'll tell you that. (laughs) So, yeah, that's the show for this week. Uh, Everybody tune back in next week, and we'll have a whole lot more horror movie news and talking a lot of horror. This is Mike C saying see ya. See ya.